Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Character, presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry, Incorporated. I would like to welcome you to today's podcast as we endeavor to speak on a subject or a line that God Jesus spoke to his disciples. Let us go to the throne of grace this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day that thy hands have made. And Heavenly Father, we will rejoice and be glad therein. Father, we come today realizing that there are needs in the world today. One of those words with needs is healing. Father, you said in your word that about people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Turn from thy wicked ways, then I will hear in heaven and heal thy name, land. Father, we need healing in our court systems. We need it in our communities. We need it, Lord God, in our homes. We need it, Lord God, in our schoolhouses. We need it in every aspect of our lives. We need healing, Lord God. For we realize that we are living in perilous times, Father that there has been a great falling away in the church, that many's love have waxed cold, Father. But Lord God, we are looking to you as the author and finisher of our faith. And Lord, we will not be moved, but we will be always steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And Father, we bind Satan right now who comes to oppose the word of God. Father God, we realize that he came to steal, kill, and to destroy. But, Lord, you came that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. Father, those that don't have any hope, this is a message of hope. That God is not God's wish that any man perish, but all coming to repentance. Hallelujah. Lord God, he did not come to condemn the world, but to him. The world might be saved. That is a message of hope to all those that are seeking him this morning. Father, we thank you and we praise you as we progress in this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. What did Jesus mean when he said, the first will be last and the last will be first? Jesus made the statement, many who are first will be last. And many who are last will be first. This is referenced in Matthew chapter 19, verse 30. In the context of his encounter with the rich young ruler, Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 30. After the young man turned away from Jesus, unable to give up his great wealth, as found in verse 22, Jesus' disciples asked the Lord, what reward they would have in heaven since they have given up everything to follow him, found in verses 27 through 30. Jesus promised them a hundred times as much plus eternal life, verses 20, verse 29. Then he said, but many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. That's verse 30. Jesus reiterated this truth in Matthew 20, verse 16. At the end of the parable of the laborers in the vineyard, a story designed 
to illustrate the last being first and the first being last. What exactly did Jesus mean when he said, many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first? First, we should eliminate what he did not mean. Jesus was not teaching that the way to get to heaven is to live a life of poverty in this world. Scripture is clear that salvation is by grace through faith, not of works. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, and independent of one's financial status. Also, Jesus was not teaching an automatic reversal of the roles in heaven. There is no heavenly law with wherein the poor and the oppressed must rule over the rich and the powerful. The rich aren't always last in heaven, and the poor aren't always first. Nor will believers who enjoy wealth and prestige on earth be required to somehow to be abased in heaven. Earthly rank will not automatically translate into the inverse heavenly rank. When Jesus told the disciples that they would be greatly rewarded in heaven for what they had given up on earth, he was contrasting their sacrifice with the rich young rulers like thereof. The young man had been unwilling to give up much of anything for Christ's sake. Matthew chapter 19 verse 16 to 22. We, today, we really don't want to give up anything. We don't want to give up our prestige. We don't want to give up our family name. We don't want to give up the position that we have that we might gain Christ. Paul said, I leave everything. I lose everything that I might gain Christ. And we need to do that. But let me continue. God who sees the heart will reward thee accordingly. So you can't fool God. The disciples are an example of those who may be first, and they happen to be poor, but their poverty was not what makes them first in heaven. The rich ruler is an example of those who may be last, and he happened to be rich, but his wealth was not what made him last. The Lord's statement that he last would be first, and the first one might have also held a special meaning for Apostle Peter, who had just spoken of having left all, found in Matthew chapter 19, verse 27. Perhaps Jesus detected in Apostle Peter's statement a bit of boasting. Apostle Peter was on the verge of becoming spiritually complacent as the rich young ruler was, but for a different reason. Jesus' response in verse 30 may have been an indirect warning to Apostle Peter to always find the sufficiency in Christ, not in his own sacrifice. Hallelujah. After all, without love, even the greatest sacrifice is worthless. Found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3. In the chapter following Jesus' statement that the first would be last, and the last will be first. Jesus tells a parable in Matthew chapter 20. The story concerns some laborers who complained that others who did not work as long as they did were paid an equal amount. 
In other words, they saw their own labors as worthy of compensation, but considered their companions' labor to be inferior and less worthy of reward. Hallelujah. Jesus ends the parable with the statement, the last will be first and the first will be last. Matthew chapter 20, verse 16. <clears throat> the most direct interpretation based on the contents of this parable is that all believers, no matter how long or how hard they work during this lifetime, will receive the same basic reward, eternal life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The thief on the cross, found in Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43, whose life of service was limited to the moment of repentance and confession of faith in Christ, received the same reward of eternal life as did Timothy, who served God for years. Of course, Scripture also teaches us that there are different rewards in heaven for different services. But if the ultimate reward of eternal life will be given to all equally on the basis of God's grace in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. That ends all what you're working hard for. I've worked years and years. I think that ends some of our boasting. There are several ways in which the first will be last and the last first holds true. There are some who were first to follow Christ in the time, yet are not the first in the kingdom. Judas Iscariot was one of the first and was honored to be a treasurer of the group, yet his greed led to his undoing. Apostle Paul was last, the last apostle, found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 8 through 9, yet the one who worked the hardest, Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. There are some who were first in privilege, yet are not first in the kingdom. Based on the terms of the new covenant, the Gentiles had equal access to the kingdom of heaven, although they had not served God under the old covenant. The Jews who had labored long under the old covenant were jealous of the grace extended to the Gentile newcomers. We do that all the time in the church. There are some who were first in prestige and rank might never enter into the kingdom. Jesus told the Pharisees that, that the sinners that they despised were being saved ahead of them. Truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering into the kingdom of God ahead of you. Reference to Matthew chapter 21, verses 32 and 33. What Jesus is teaching in Matthew 19 and 30 is this. There will be many surprises in heaven. Heaven's value system is far different from the earth value system. Those who esteemed and are esteemed and respected in this world, like the rich young ruler, may be found upon by God. You don't want that to happen, folks. Get it right now. The opposite is also true. Those who are despised and rejected in this world, like the disciples, may in fact be rewarded by God. Don't get caught up in the world's way of ranking things. 
it is too prone to error. Those who are first in opinion of others or first in their own opinion may be surprised to learn on Judgment Day that they are last in God's opinion. I pray that you will receive what has been spoken today. For many of us, we value the working. We are missionaries. We are pastors. We, we, we are out in the fields. and we Yet we feel that we are working hard for salvation. No, you're not. Salvation is free. It was given by the grace of God. And then to enact upon that, to become an inheritor of the kingdom of God, you must, first of all, receive Christ as your Savior. Secondly, you must have faith in him and him alone, not your money, not your family name, not where you live, not what, what position you are in, society, placed in society, but you must realize that you don't have anything that God did not give you, and you don't have anything that God cannot take away. I want to be first, but I got sense enough to know that if I'm the last, I'm still there. <laughs> I'm still in the kingdom of God. Whether I came last preaching the gospel or whether I came first preaching the gospel, it makes no difference. As long as my name and your name and those that believe are written in the Lamb Book of Life. And the only way you're going to get your name written in the Lamb Book of Life is through believing in Christ and serving God and your fellow man. May God bless you, may he smile upon you, and may he give you peace.